reading this morning is taken from Luke chapter 4. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before them, he came out of him and without having done any harm to him. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and out they come. And a report about him began to reach every place in the region. After leaving the synagogue, he entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked about her. Then he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her immediately. And she got up and began to serve them. As the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various kinds of diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on each of them and cured them. Demons also came out of many shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Messiah. At daybreak he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they wanted to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he continued proclaiming the message in the synagogues of Judea. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and from Jesus our Savior. Jesus went down to Plymouth, a city in Minnesota, and was teaching with the people at Mount Olivet Lutheran Church on Sunday morning. I know that's not what the Bible says, but we are allowed to read scripture this way. Scripture tells us what Jesus' life looked like, but it's so we can know what Jesus' life looks like. Present tense. Scripture is a testament to the God who lives. Jesus' life doesn't stay chained in the past. The resurrection makes that abundantly clear. The life of Jesus pours through all of history. And so when we read scripture, it gives us a pattern for how and where the living Christ lives among us now. So Jesus went down to Plymouth, a city in Minnesota, and was teaching with the people at Mount Olivet Lutheran Church on Sunday morning. They were astounded at his teaching, and a report about him began to reach every neighborhood and cul-de-sac. 
that's your cue. The report spreads because people tell other people what they have seen Jesus do. People like you. Do you talk to church or about church to people who don't go here? Perhaps you don't. It can be really awkward. We don't want to offend. Maybe we don't have the right words. Things that we say here at this place, they don't always translate well to the sidelines of your kids' sporting events or your break room at work. And if you do talk about Mount Olivet, what is it that you say? What's in your report? Maybe you keep it safe. Mount Olivet is vibrant, or a lot of families come here, or the vague coverall of the people are nice and the music is good. Or maybe you tiptoe out into slightly deeper waters. I feel hope in my life because of my church. Or being at church, it makes me think differently and act more compassionately in the community that we live in. Or people at my church, they've been so helpful after the death or after the diagnosis. Help me think about this for a minute. What else might go in our report? If we were to spread an honest report around the community of Plymouth, about what Jesus is doing at Mount Olivet, what would be included? What is it that you've seen God do in this place that has left you astounded and amazed like the people in Capernaum? Where have you seen evil crumple in front of the strong love of God we proclaim here like the demon cast out of the man in the reading? Where is it that you've seen people restored and made whole again, like this unnamed mother-in-law? Where have you watched people find healing here? Where have you witnessed people find their purpose in service to others? What is it you would tell people about what Jesus has made possible in this place? And what would happen if you told them? Would Mount Olivet grow? It might. And indeed, that would be a good thing. But let's be clear here, because sometimes churches get this part twisted. The part of growing, or the point of growing bigger as a congregation isn't so that we can feel more important with a bigger budget and building with more influential people on our roles. The point of growing isn't to ease an inner anxiety we feel sometimes about whether what we do here is relevant, about whether or not we're a dying church. Growing our congregation, it shouldn't be about us wanting to feel stable and comfortable. If our church grows, because of a report we spread, it's a good thing. But it's a good thing because God has wired us to be in community with one another. 
It's a good thing because we believe that there is always room for one more at God's table. It's a good thing because we rejoice when God calls new folks into this community because that means we are a little bit different because they are here and we are able to understand who God is and what God is doing in new ways because of the presence of newcomers. But if we read scripture today, I'm not even sure that our church would get bigger because of the report we'd spread about Jesus. Look at what happened in, to Capernaum in the reading today. It doesn't say Jesus came and numbers at the synagogue went up, up, up. No. The report spread. And then this. As the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick and with various kinds of diseases brought them to Jesus. And he laid his hands on them and cured them. Telling about Jesus didn't bring power or status to this community of God's people. Instead, it drummed up all the sick and suffering people that the community there had probably been okay keeping cooped up privately in their homes and conveniently out of the way. And yes, it's likely because they're observing the Sabbath that these sick and possessed people wait to come out to the public square until the sun is setting. But what if it's also their shame that's keeping them there? What if it's their embarrassment or confusion about who they are or how their life has turned out? What if they don't want to be seen by the light of the day? That's who appears when the report of Jesus goes out. People who are hurting, people who are ashamed, people who are still in the grips of sinful forces in the world. Is this what we want at Mount Olivet? Well, whether we want it or not, it's what we have already. If we read scripture in present tense, and if we honestly look for where we find ourselves in the text, this passage today becomes kind of like a small town community theater production where there's not enough people and so you end up having to change costumes at intermission and play multiple parts. For we are not only the people that spread the report about Jesus. Each of us is also one of those people isolated in their own homes, facing down private suffering each day. Each of us can play one of those people who is reluctant to show their faith or face for the shame that we carry, for the ways that we have been unable to break the stranglehold of sin in our own lives, for the grief of separation we feel, for loss of purpose in our lives, for broken relationships that each of us have. Martin Luther talked about these dual roles we play using the Latin phrase 
simul justus et peccator, simultaneously saint and sinner. Each of us is always both at once. We never stop being in need of the healing grace of God, and we never stop being the people that God is pleased to use to spread a report about Jesus. We are always both. In fact, if there's one image of the church that's in today's text, it's not the scene at the synagogue. It's not even when people spread the report about Jesus. It's this gathering in the square. It's when those who are captive to sin and diminished by sickness make the journey from being isolated in their suffering to gathering with one another around Jesus. Because did you notice that they do, do not come alone? They are brought there, Scripture says, by one another. And Jesus lays his hands on each one in a gesture of compassion and connection and dignity, which brings healing and freedom. Elsewhere in scripture, Jesus warns against the blind leading the blind, but here we see the sick leading the sick and crowding around Jesus. And lo and behold, that's what church is. It's not that some of us have a monopoly on the grace of God, and so we spread it to others because we're generous and good people. No. We sense that our suffering and our neighbor's suffering somehow begin to be healed when we gather together around Jesus. We are charged with spreading a report about Jesus, but we are also people who need to hear it proclaimed by others to us. And we need to be clear about this as a church right now. In the coming months and years, we're taking steps to weave ourselves more thoroughly into the fabric of Plymouth and the West Metro through the Be Open vision. And be open the whole point is to seek to challenge the isolation and segregation and silent suffering of suburbia and break the stranglehold of loneliness by opening new spaces for connection and belonging and healing. A prayer labyrinth, a healing walk, a community meal in a new kitchen, and so much more. It is an ambitious and spirit-filled vision. But it will fail if we think that we're doing it as a service to the community. It will be counterproductive for us to think of this vision as our act of charity. Because that forgets that we are simultaneously proclaimers and receivers of grace. And if we only want to play the part of the proclaimer, well, that denies us the joy of hearing our neighbor spread the good news to us. And that denies our neighbor the chance to bring us to Jesus the healer. And that denies Jesus the chance to transform this city through the building up of new relationships.
be open. It's not about doing good. It's about our collective need for healing. And the ways that Jesus shows up to us and our neighbor when we gather together as saints and sinners simultaneously. By all means, please, please tell people about Mount Olivet. (laughs) Spread the report about what Jesus is doing to those in your life and neighborhood. Tell people what happens in this place that astounds you. God uses you to bring people out of isolation and into community. But don't expect that it's going to make our church glitzy and successful. Because when the report goes out about Jesus, it doesn't bring the successful and strong and proud. It brings those in need of healing. And it's not just some imaginary neighbor out there who needs it. It's you and me, too. And when we come out of our loneliness and gather around Jesus together, it is there that we know that we belong and have dignity. It's there that we know we are being healed. So go and spread the report, and then come with your wounds and your neighbor to the living God who heals us together. Amen.